ladies and gentlemen, wait a minute. We live. We live, baby. As you can see, we got a full house tonight. But wait, hold on, because I know what y'all thinking. Wait a minute. I'm thinking the same thing, too. Before we get into it, y'all already know what time it is. Uh, Sir DJ, go ahead and play that theme song, please. <laughs> yeah, highlight. Don't forget the real, though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. Hey, no, check my playlist. Guaranteed you ain't hit talk. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing that stuff. Pass that ox, pass that ox. Hey. Bobby, through your back. back on the scene, yeah. the winning yeah. Janine. I'm bringing yeah. the facts, they know yeah. what I mean. Nope. Music comparisons, yeah, it's embarrassing. Up in the Ford, I feel like I'm Harrison. Stop on the fast track, mighty and morphing my name. Feel like a gentleman, top of my class. A legend, I'm feeling like three stacks. Okay. Hey, word to Aaliyah, taking it back and forth. I'm feeling so one in a million. I'm Timbo. maybe like Travis McCoy, Jim. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Y'all already know what time it is. It's your boy. Your favorite neighborhood podcast host slash mediator himself, Dwayne in the building. And you already know I am joined by my oh so lovely one and only co-host. That's right. You already know her as the queen of Clatchet, Miss Boozy Thugging herself, Miss Janine. What's up? Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, you already know you ready for the vibes tonight, cuz oh. I'm so ready. I see, I see. It's already loud. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Let that thing blow, girl. Yeah, I know. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I just need to know. What's usually, you know, sometimes, sometimes the the listeners and the viewers, you know, they see you sipping on a little something too. You sipping on something today? You just, you know, you just in the vibes. Oh, I am actually. Um, this is infused water because you know we're cleansing. Um, cucumber <laughs> and lemon. Delicious. Okay, okay, we got that cucumber lemon today. That's what I'm talking about. Keeping it nice and healthy, baby. You already know what it is. And welcome to Pass the Ox, ladies and gentlemen. This is the show among shows where y'all already know what we do, man. We talk all things music. We get y'all music from all perspectives, you know, from the artist, the fan, the listener, and of course, everything else that makes up this music industry. You know what I'm saying? And we are joined today by two dope guests in the house that's right this tandem reigns coming straight up out of my home state of memphis tennessee you already know what it is man uh let me just say i had the pleasure you know what i mean like i go way back with one of these brothers you know what i'm saying way back to the college days shout out the university of memphis in the building you already know what it is and of course you already know taking it way back to them tigers baby you know so you know it was a it was a pleasure linking up with this guy you know what i'm saying because found out over the years this man got into the music game himself and uh started <laughs> yeah. doing a little something making these music moves you know what i'm saying being a label you know what i mean and being a management you know just making these boss moves you know what i'm saying doing this thing out in the streets and so you know we had this real dope uh, song, you know, I, I know y'all probably seen the single, y'all probably seen the video. If you haven't, you should check it out. Shout out to the fam, Mike Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? We had this song called Energy and, uh, you know, found out the fam was in town. They came through late night for a late night shoot, might I add, but they came through. Late night. In it. Super late night, baby, but you know, it was lit though at the same time, but they came through, showed your boys some love, man. 
came through and got some cameo spots in on the dope music video, man. And definitely, as I was chopping it with him on set, we was like, hey, man, you know, we need to bring y'all up on the show one time because uh, the other guest that I had the pleasure of meeting on set, my boy Ant, you know what I'm saying? He was chopping it up, giving some opinions, you know what I mean? And he had some spicy stuff he wanted to come on board on the show. So it's been a long awaited time, you know what I'm saying? And we finally was able to get my guys on the show to where, you know, they can let y'all in a little bit on what they do out here in these streets, you know, both the life of an artist, a true R&B artist, I might add, and the life mm -hmm. of a manager, you know what I'm saying? Making a boss move. So without further ado, let me just go ahead and introduce the two guests that we got right here. One and my boy, Wale, not to be confused with the other Wale, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, we can't forget, come on now, come on now. And then of course, his artist, the one, the only, ladies and gentlemen, the real Ant, baby. What's up, my man? What's good? What's good, bro? What's good, fellas? <laughs> Welcome to the show, y'all. Welcome to the show. How y'all feeling this evening? Good, man. Good, good, good. Real good, yeah. man. Yeah. Being in the show. For real. Oh, for Appreciate sure, the bro. invite for show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's look, it's great to have both of you fellas on. Like I said, I know it was a long time coming, gentlemen. And um, hey, we're gonna have some fun, you know what I mean? And we're gonna get this thing going. Uh, cuz though, you already know how we kick this thing off. So uh, why don't you go ahead? I'm gonna throw the alley to you, ma'am, and let you kind of introduce this first segment that our listeners already know about. What's up? The first segment. Um, so this is a segment where we share what's in our ears for the week. What has what has been on your playlist? And for me, um, I've been kind of all over the place. Let's start with I'm listening to a lot of Trey songs because someone here, I'm not gonna say any names, thinks that um he can battle me in a fans battle. Shameless plug. Um, Trey songs against Lloyd. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I just been trying to get my little track list together just in case. You know, I gotta step into the arena. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I've been listening to like some eighties like rock and roll music a little bit. Okay. Psychedelic furs love my way. So I listened to that song like five times back to back, and then I just put the Pandora station on and was listening to a whole bunch of other 80s stuff. I don't know the names, but it was a vibe. And okay. um okay. and listening to music as well. To get yes. some computerized. It's a vibe as well. Come on, man. Come on. Okay, I see you, Kazo. All right, I see you. I see you. So, you know, um, you know, before we let the guests go, you know, your boy uh <clears throat> also kind of been in his RB bag a little bit this week, you know what I'm saying? And uh not to mention any names, you know, but a certain person was kind of disrespecting the artist by the name of Lloyd a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> a boy had to kind of get up in this thing and just make a list ready, you know what I'm saying, for this here fans battle. Because, uh, you know, I went through and was like, hey, man, hold on, bro. It ain't that much of what you think. So let me go back and show y'all something real quick. So your boy Lloyd, man, he actually, actually made me a re-fan. You know what I'm saying? I was already a fan of his, but man. I went back and found some jewels, boy. I said, okay. All right, Lloyd. I see you, brother. So it was kind of fun going through the catalog and seeing some of the recent stuff he got out, you know what I mean? And just kind of saying, all right, this should be a little fun list to make up. 
but uh, yeah, outside of that, you know, found myself vibing, um, you know, just vibing a little bit to everything, man. Kind of vibed uh, on some Afro stuff a little bit, a little bit of reggae here and there. Uh, found myself listening to uh, Masego and FKJ, man. They I got put onto them real heavy. And uh, shout out to my boy um, Anderson Pack, man. I've really been jamming out to a lot of Tiny Desk concerts lately. So I've been like really just listening to different artists like Rick Ross um, that did a Tiny Desk. It was pretty dope. Uh, you know, uh, Mulatto, she had a nice one. Um, I want to say uh, Roddy, was it was it Roddy Rich? Yeah, Roddy Rich. I believe he had a nice one too. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was pretty cool checking out these Tiny Desk, man, from different genres and styles and uh yeah man that was kind of my vibe for this week so uh, i'm gonna pass it over to our guests in the house you know which one of y'all want to go first oh wait go ahead cuz what you got if the person that you are in fact speaking of in this fans battle is present i'm sure this person would say that disrespect towards lloyd was not made all that person was saying <laughs> all right, that's all i'm saying uh-huh or I'm sorry, that's what this hypothetical person in the meeting would say <laughs> uh-huh okay all right yeah yeah we gonna see about that one you know what i'm saying uh <laughs> ladies and gentlemen y'all might want to stay tuned because you just never know what you're gonna get you know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, to my fellas, though, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's been in y'all ears? What y'all been vibing to all week, man? What y'all been on? Which you want to go first, Ant, or you want me to step in? What's up? Basically, what I've been vibing to, you know, because I have my own little Spotify playlist. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's just basically just like R&B songs from like the 90s, 2000s, you know, I got a little Keith Sweat up in there, little Obama, okay. you know. Okay, okay. And, you know, little stuff and me, you know, my songs on there too. So. Come on, of <laughs> course, man. You know, got to be your own little thing, you feel me? Gotta be yes, amazing. sir. But, you know, <laughs> I've just been listening to like some chill R&B, you know, get you on your feelings and stuff, but I'll just rock with mm-hmm. So, you know, got a little bit of R&B. From the 90s, 2000s, which I will talk about later on. For sure, brother. For sure. Okay, okay. While they start, what about you, my man? What you been vibing to this week, brother? Uh, been vibing to different types of songs, mainly, you know, uh, um, what was the guy again? Shelly. Y'all know Shelly, FKA Drum, Big mm. Baby Drum. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. came back into the music scene. Yeah, he okay. came back to the music scene. So I heard his latest song, Exposure. Now I was thinking about, you know, what really the song meant into how I was uh, prospectively seeing it in. And it's basically like his uh, transition into when he was in the music industry and how everything came into him so fast and he kind of lost himself and he needed to take a break, you know, health-wise as far as his own health and his own mental mindset and how he wanted to, you know, come into the music industry as a new person, how he changed his name from Big Baby Drum or F- FKA Drum now. Now he's Shelly, you know what I'm saying? So we, so I, I, I listened to his song. I was like, okay, I, I, I actually, you know, I liked it. And that's the, pretty much the song I've really been listening to this whole week. And as far as, you know, R&B, you know, that, uh, mm-hmm. I got myself into this week, so 
I, I really like uh, F, uh, Shelly, FKA Drum. So I want to see what he got going on now. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got. Okay, okay. Let me ask you guys a quick question, by the way. Speaking of which, how do y'all feel about artists who periodically change their names? Like, is it one of those things where you're like, take some adjustment, you know, like when you're so used to one name or how do y'all feel about that? Well, for me, I had three names. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was doing music back in the day, I was little TJ. Before it was little TJ now, I was, my rapper name was little TJ. Then I changed it to N as an acronym. Uh -huh. Now I'm the real N. It just depends. It's based on basically what is available. And, mm -hmm. you know, also you want to have a name you know, because I just like using my name. Everybody know me as Ant. I said, shoot, that's just going to be my name. That's what everybody know me as Ant. So I want to say, like, it's a lot of Ants right there. So I'm like the realest Ant. So that's why I call myself the real Ant. Because I feel like <laughs> Come on. Come on. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Nee, how about you? How you feel about a lot of uh, name changes when you think about somebody like Diddy, for example, who goes from Puff Daddy to P Diddy to just all of these different Diddies, you know, just Diddy, I believe. You know, like, how do you feel about these name changes a lot of times? I think um, if you're confident about it, your audience will be too, for one. And with, like, Diddy, well, Puff Daddy to Diddy to P Diddy and back to whatever the fuck he is now. Um, and, and, like, <laughs> becoming Jess Bow Wow, those type of name changes are a little bit easier to digest because it's the same. You're just dropping a few letters or maybe a few words. Mm -hmm. But um, this is kind of an interesting segment or a segue. I watched an interview with um, Music Soulchild on 85 South Show. Love them. And he was speaking on how Music Soulchild was him showing up to work as an artist like that wasn't his his vibe that really wasn't his thing so now that he's free up label trying to kind of present who he wants to be as an artist and so he has these personas of he has one called uh purple wonder love he has one called hustle and um but he was saying music is what sold the records so he felt like he was obligated to be music soul child. So I actually wanted to know with you all, essentially being independent artists, do you ever feel the pressure to kind of um, present music that maybe your fans want, or do you feel comfortable presenting whatever you want to present as an artist? Well, I feel comfortable just doing, just doing me, you know, like my old, my whole, my first EP, you know, I had some little songs. I had some sex songs. I just had, you know, a twerk song that just hit 20K on Spotify. You know, Come it on. just just how I feel at the time. Like how I write music, I listen to the beat. I feel what type of vibe of one wanted to do it, you know, mess with a couple melodies and stuff like that. And, you know, some of it's a hit, some of it's a miss, but at least it's my music and it's my feeling of how I'm doing with that time. And the part of I know for me with writing, I if it can hit somebody, you know, I'm doing my job. It just hit one person because I really don't do worry about numbers or nothing like that. I'm just trying to just create stuff. And, you know, you have people who rock with it, you have people who don't rock with it. But at the end of the day, it's my music and something that I love doing. 
great answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I'd have to um, piggyback off of that and really agree with Ant there because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in waves and trends, you know what I mean? And it's cool if you try it here and there, but like your true fans generally like what you put out because they know it's you and your identity. Uh, so, you know, being a rapper and everything, if I'm known more for lyricism and then I get on there and try to experiment and just suddenly do like sing rap a little bit or, you know, put a bunch of auto tune on my vocals or whatever, you know, suddenly it's kind of taking me out my element. And then, you know, it's like some fans may kind of be like, all right, cool. He switched it up a little bit. But for the most part, the diehards are kind of be like, nah, man, you know, we, we like this. But then, like you said, it's, it's to whatever you feel when you're writing, you know, whatever the beat's telling you to do, you know what I mean? If it, if it led me to go like a sing route, if it led me to go straight lyrical hip hop route, turn up route, you know, anything like that, it's just all based off what I feel, but I feel comfortable putting out whatever's out, you know, and I know that the people who like it, they're going to love it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, oh, I would say Wale, I mean, uh, you, you bring a different perspective, you know, as a managing ear, what, what, what's your thoughts on, uh, you know, something like that. What do you, how do you feel about it? Um, you know, I'm more towards like how things operate as far as business routes. So I let the artists, you know, express their talent and what they want. So we do different types of test routes, test trials and all that. Well, so once they have a song that they want to release after a song that they feeling like, okay, this is the one song I want to, you know, say put out to the public. We go ahead and test run and see how the engagement is and we see how everything is running we see how people are liking let's see if uh this song let's say they have like two three singles that they want to drop and stuff we have a little different space of how uh we operate and drop it. and then after we drop all three singles we see which one that people feel like the most like me and Aunt, you know what i'm saying we go ahead and talk about Every song, every time he drops a song, like which song is your favorite? Which song you feeling? Which song you like the most? And everybody kept on having their own perspective of songs that they like the most. We were like, oh, I didn't think that you was gonna like that one, or this song had most of the love too, or yeah, we say, yeah, I feel, I agree. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah, I like this type of song the, uh, the best. And you know, we rock with the song that people vibe with the most, and we push that one as far as engagement. And then once we do that, we see the analytics and see how all that is running. And uh, we find our target audience and we find uh, the people who are actually the real and fans. And once we do that, you know, that's when we go to the next level and see like how we be able to engage with them more often, like through email, you know what I'm saying? Or through like prizes. And we're trying to come up with like different merchandises and stuff like that for them. So that's my pretty much my perspective on it. Yeah, it's, it just depends on what the artist is vibing with, like uh, what what type of uh, song that the artists want, you know what I'm saying, to push out the most and see the engagement that it gets from the fans. So that's my perspective on it. Follow-up question, not to throw Ant under the bus, so maybe not him, maybe like another artist, but has there ever been a difficult time to where the fans and the numbers show that this song or this vibe is what we should be pushing, but the artist is like, but that was just a throwaway. Like, I didn't even want that to go that far, and I would rather go this route. Is there ever a time you're like, well, we got to go with what the numbers say? <laughs> 
<laughs> Being an independent artist, I mean, you basically can do whatever you want to do. Like, if I want to do a song and I ain't feeling it, I just put it, you know, I ain't trying to do this song. I just said, like, let me work on this song a little bit more. Let me go to the next song. Because I have already songs right now that I have me to put out, which I do need to put out real soon. But uh, I just have remember these songs that I just recorded years ago, and I still haven't put nothing together. Yeah. But it's my prerogative. I'm Bobby Brown, bro. It's my prerogative. <laughs> 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 like, like, that's the thing about uh, how's it being an independent artist is just if if the numbers don't go right, oh, well, let's do this song, or I'm not feeling that. I should release that, not right now, probably like next year or so. I still got songs I ain't recording. I, I get like two, three years. I got a whole bunch of songs. I just wait for the right time to do it. That's a good thing about being an artist that you can release whenever you want to. I totally have to agree with that. Yet again, uh, speaking truth, Ant, because of the fact that Lord knows I've had a lot of songs that surprise me uh, whenever I drop the EP or something, like songs you expect pop that you personally like and you're like, oh man, I, I know I bumped this like repeatedly to myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're like, you thinking that's the song that everybody gonna pop. But then <laughs> you're sitting there and you find out through the numbers, you're like, hold up, y'all like that song? That was just a little, I ain't even really like that song that much. I just kind of made it and put it out, you know, or yeah. man, that was just something, like you said, it was a throwaway, you know, so y'all really like that? Like, and I, get, I see that all the time, but that's the beauty of being uh, an independent artist. You know, you still push the ones that you personally love uh, but those throwaways you appreciate too because of the fact that if the fans are really rocking with that, then you say, all right, cool. I guess I can make a little visual for that then, you know, just since that's what they like, maybe, they, you know, see if the visual adds up what they thinking when they see it, you know? Uh, you know, so like, it's cool, you know what I mean? Uh, to, to appreciate the unappreciated tracks that we make, you know, that the fans appreciate. So uh, that's definitely an experience, definitely that happens common, which is so dope about the streaming era of music because of the fact that, uh, you know, and, and Cuzzo, I believe we touched on this once before in an earlier episode where how, you know, hits are determined now through the streams where the labels mm -hmm. used to just determine, oh no, that's the hit, even if the artist didn't yeah. agree, like, no, this is not a hit, you know, and then they flop. And you're like, <laughs> well, no, yeah, because you're picking songs that yeah, I know yeah. won't hit, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, and now the streaming verse can literally just play the album or the EP or the single and they can determine what's popping, what's not. And at that yeah. point, then, you know, OK, as an independent artist, that's the one we're going to push for a minute. We're going to do a challenge to that or we're going to do this and that to this, you know what I mean? So. Shout out to you streamers out there, man. Shout out to y'all. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all take control of the world right there. You know? Back in my day, I have to go out, get off my ass. I have to go to the store to get a CD. Now you can just say, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, yeah. We can sit back, relax, just put it out, put it night, you know, pay for some promo real quick and be like, all right, boom. <laughs> Let the fans decide. <laughs> mm. All right, then. That's love. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, uh, Cuzzo, again, this is where we give you the reins. You know, we're gonna turn it over to a little another segment where we talk a little bit about what's been going on in musical history. Uh, not musical history, sorry, music entertainment. Uh, so, 
what's uh yeah. what's what's the word on the streets because what's been going on through the week um so funny you mentioned um anderson park earlier because i saw where anderson park and bruno mars are going to do like a collaborative project and i cannot mm-hmm. wait i'm so yes. excited like, <laughs> like good feels music so mm-hmm. i'm super excited about that um about the billy holiday documentary this week yes let's do yes. well it wasn't a documentary it was a um it was a movie that was yeah, a little biopic yeah a little biopic a little something something and um i was kind of hesitant about watching it the same way i was hesitant about watching selena on netflix now because i'm still caught up on the classics so mm-hmm. i'm used to diana ross being billy holiday in my mind that's who should play it so but i went to it with you know an open mind and it was really good it was really yes. good it was good to watch but it was really good. The acting was good. The way that they played out the story was great. Um, I thought it was very interesting that they started it with the fact of in 1937, the Senate considered banning lynching and the law did not pass. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we know these things, but sometimes you have to see it again, like just plain black and white to remind you like that wasn't that long ago and this is what the history of the country is. Mm. Yeah, I have to totally agree. First and foremost, allow me to say, you were the one that told me about the original. I had no idea Diana Ross played her. So I now have to go find that one because if it's as good as you say it is, especially in comparison to this one, then I have to check that one out for sure. Uh, but from my first experience of just watching anything on Billie Holiday, since I was, you know, familiar with her music, you know, I, I have, I believe still I have a CD of hers, you know, like a essentials CD of like some of her greatest hits. So, you know, I, I found myself vibing to her uh, plenty of times over the years. And so to see this pick and see, you know, the depths, you know, uh, the demons and, you know, the, the different fights. I thought about so many different things as I was watching this movie, uh, as you mentioned the time frame, of course, but what was very interesting was, well, one, when I think of her death, it reminded me of a certain rapper. Kind of reminded me of Pimp C a little bit. Just how fishy that seemed, right? The way they just set that up, and then when you see how they mentioned how she died, and they show the image, you know, her feet, and the handcuffs to the, you know to the bed it was just kind of like one of those things where you're like really thinking like hmm you know take yourself back into that day like that 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 don't look right something happened that they don't want to tell you right um but then i look at it's amazing how simple jazz and blues like music was what hip hop got to be in the 80s once nwa started getting explicit with their music, right? Like how, you know, once again, government's trying to take over because freedom of speech through, you know, lyricism and music and all the power that music has, suddenly the government wants to take over and say, oh no, you can't perform this. You can't do this, but why not? It's freedom of speech. If I write a song that says F the police, why can't I perform it? What, because the crowd suddenly is like rocking with it and it causes them to riot? It's just the truth, you know, how I feel. So when you make a song like Strange Fruit and 
given that time frame and how, you know, the white people wasn't feeling that. And, you know, as you can see, a lot of those officials were white for the most part. You know, they felt threatened. They felt, you know, like this is causing them to rally up, especially again with that time frame. It's, it's crazy to think about how history seems to repeat itself, uh, you know, and I don't know, guys, it was just uh, very interesting to see how music has evolved. And yet, again, when they say history repeats itself, no matter what genre that Black people are a part of, it seems like, you know, the higher ups want to try to step in and take that away. I mean, I'm even looking at something like country and how I've lately been discovering a lot of these like Black artists taking country music and just killing it, you know? And I'm like, dude, I didn't realize we had so many Black people in country right now killing it out here. And, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of white folks probably ain't feeling that too much. You know, that's probably the one genre of music they feel like they dominated, you know, and just, it's like, no, this is, this is our music. You know, you can't come over here and take this genre like that. So, you know, and, and, and again, you know, it's not to disrespect any other, you know, races out there or anything. I'm just speaking on just like perspective of what is like an observation, you know, just stuff that had me deep thinking as this biopic was, was kind of going along. And uh, so it's one of those things where, you, you know, you really kind of got deeper in your thoughts with. Um, but again, her, her demons that she battled, man, um, you know, just the, the heroin addiction and things of that nature. It's crazy to know that she went through that. But you think about all the greats in music over time, the Jimi Hendrixes and the James Browns and, and just so many different iconic figures that evolved what music is today. It's crazy to know what demons they really battled behind closed doors. So, um, gentlemen, did y'all have a chance to check that out? Or, you, you know, even just if not, like any thoughts on just how dark the industry can can get behind closed doors like that? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen the, um, the movie yet, but I can mm -hmm. definitely speak on how crazy and crucial it can get being in the industry like uh and now we've gone through so many adventures trying to get our music pushed out even producing all that stuff like that mm -hmm. and we see how different people act when they get to a certain status and they want you to you know do a certain some things that you know what i'm saying because they're so into the music industry that they move just like them and they kind of lost the sense of how, who they were mm -hmm. in the beginning and who they helped out in the beginning. They just got consumed on how the business operated. So they wanted to do the business that way themselves too. So trying to introduce that to us and try to move that way towards us, we felt like nah, that doing it that way isn't really that good. It's not going to be prosperous for us in the future. And, it's just more, you'll see the true colors of people, how people really are. You think that, okay, this person actually is probably pretty cool. It's stuff like that. They helped you out and, you know, they taught you a couple of things uh, about how the music industry worked. But that same very person could be the same person manipulating and also using you for towards your personal game because they know exactly how you are and they see your potential. So they try to use you and then, they turn around and just say, well, this that's just business. 
or this is just politics. This is how things run. And then you're like, man, what happened to that bond? What happened to that relationship? What happened to that connection? So the industry can get really dirty, extremely dirty, because it can get to the point to where people that you thought was cool or people that you knew or people that, you know, saying that uh been helping you out can change on you just like a snap of a finger. So it's, it's crazy. So it ain't one to speak on it. Yep, everything you said involved. First of all, we are all human. Everybody who's been recording, they are humans. And sometimes we have demons that we have to face with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do therapy, other times we do business. And like what he said, people can change on you. Like they probably see you like as a competitor than trying to work with you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, bro, I'm trying to make sure everybody wins. And, you know, they low key be hating on you or talking about you or say that they support you, but they don't just by the answer that they do. Then I met some people, you know, people who are in the music industry and they told me stories about certain artists and, and stuff like that. And, um, a lot of people be doing some, some, um, some, you, you, I can say this, you'll be surprised of the stories that I heard, but you know, I'm not a judgmental person. Hey, mm-hmm. what you do, that's what you do, you know, but you know, it can be crazy out here. Cause I know yeah. it been scammed so many damn times. <laughs> people may, I thought they supported me or something like that. They talking stuff behind my back. And like people just said that, like people who real deal say like, I, you my competition, I'm about to shit on you type shit. Like you yeah. have people that are like that and it's just crazy. And I don't know. I mean, I, and people like them, it's, 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 it's crazy. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. There's definitely a lot of lies in it too. A lot of lies. A lot of lies. And false promises and everything. Thinking that that you're going to get something, but then it don't happen. Nothing like that. Yeah. That's a big thing. Big false promises. Like there's going to be a lot of people trying to tell you, like, I can guarantee that's one of the things that you can watch watch out for. If people tell you that they can guarantee something for you, that's something mm-hmm. that you have to really watch out for because when anytime they say, okay, I guarantee you that you're going to blow up. I guarantee you're going to make these numbers. I guarantee that you're going to go ahead and um, get these type of fans. These folks are going to listen to you. You're going to get this type of money. I guarantee that you're going to be uh, touring or performing at these shows. That's a big red flag because there's no guarantee in this. It's yeah. like once yeah. you get to that level, you will know where you stand and once you you know that that's when things is going to start coming in your favor you won't have to do much you won't have to be like calling anybody be like hey uh can you help me out with this or can you help me out with that or trying to wait for somebody to hit you up that was going to come it's going to sit on your lap pretty much so anytime anybody says like i guarantee you this or i promise you that if you work with us and stuff like that, you'll be able to, you know, get to where you want. Like that's a big no-no. Come on, come on. That's that's real, man. And um, it's yeah. Again, man, what an awesome 
biopic. Uh, I have to put that up there with some of my top ones for sure. Now, I know we also, Cuzzo had an episode about top biopics. I'm kind of surprised, you know, with the way you talked about, uh, you know, Miss Diana Ross. I'm kind of surprised you didn't put that in your top uh, biopics on that episode now that I think about it. But uh, this is definitely... Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you speak so highly of it. Like I said, I have to check it out so I can't judge it, but I'm going to check it out so I can see where it, you know, compares to this one and then where I put it amongst my tops. But uh, definitely, if you guys have not checked out the Billie Holiday documentary biopic on Hulu, uh, definitely check it out. It is worth a watch and it is definitely shout out to the actress that portrayed her um did a really good job really dope visuals in this thing and again it just makes you think you know depending on how you look at it perspectively it makes you think for sure and um yeah moving on uh let's go ahead and uh real quick touch on a little music history in here before we get to our main event here with our guests of this evening uh real quick in music history about seven years ago uh a certain group a certain trio uh by the name of the migos uh released their mixtape titled no label two now as we know the migos are definitely a uh influential group from the north side of atlanta you know what i mean north north uh and uh they they definitely were game changers for sure um so again i don't know for sure how many uh migos representatives you know fans or anything that we have in this current episode right now but uh is there anything you guys would like to just touch on just knowing uh how far the migos have come since seven years ago when they released their mixtapes and they weren't signed and how they made their way to just blow up and be the rock stars that they are to this day? Yeah, I have a couple of things to say with them. I mean, they did their thing. I'm, I'm not going to talk bad about what they did, anything or not, or whatnot, but they definitely did it, their thing, and they definitely paved the way to a generation of new rap and all that and good stuff like that. Uh, currently, right now, I know that they supposedly work be working on culture three all that uh, uh new album that they trying to work on uh and also they i'm hearing from the grapevine that they've been kind of falling off you know because yeah a lot of a lot of people my goodness the yeah that yeah oh. the grapevine they, they kind of falling off a little bit because you know i understand like couple of songs that they came out with singles and features but judging from the past singles a uh, single albums that they uh recently dropped through all three of them singly it didn't go exactly how it was planned they pretty much kind of flopped mm. so from then on it just all they were doing was pretty much features the only person i would say that have been doing their thing the most is Quavo because he understood the game more than his uh, relatives because he knew exactly if he's still working on something, he would go ahead and do a lot of features. And also he'd do features with different genres as well too. And so that made him more relevant. Offset started doing the same thing too. 
But takeoff, nah, he seemed like he just sticking with his own, you know, his own little way, uh, which is understandable. But this is my perspective. This is the music industry and how they come about is when you stick with a certain genre for a long period of time, that's what your fans gonna know you about. But if you reach out to different genres, you're gonna gain new fans from different countries, different cities. And when you go through that route, you'll be able to gain more fans who will listen to you more. That could help your numbers out more too as well. I'm just talking about it business-wise, you know, me, I, artist manager, I do my research, all that. So that's that's my thing as far as me goes. I know they've been doing their thing, and but currently right now, you know, they're still like in a like in a loop kind of. They like stuck in a little ditch. Like, what are we gonna do now before Culture Three drop? You know, what I'm saying how are we gonna get our name up there? You know, what I'm saying how are we gonna compete with uh these uh, new artists that are starting to come in or trying to rap the same like they are too. How are they going to stay relevant? That's the big question right now. Hmm. Very interesting insight there, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure our producer, Derek, is uh, finding that very intriguing in terms of uh, a hot take there, as we like to call that. Uh, so uh, that's going to be interesting and something we definitely keep track of. Uh, I know Janine's definitely keeping track of that one uh, for sure. Because, you know, again, they're, they're, they're pioneers of the North Side. You know, a lot of North Side Atlanta rappers are being put on the map now, thanks to the Migos. So this should be very, very interesting to see if that's the case. And you have anything to add about that with the Migos or anything, my friend? Uh, me and Wale actually talked about this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let him get comfortable. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm a real bone does a harmony person. Hey. I'm a real okay. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I respect they music, you know, they got a lot of that stuff, you know, especially in college, you know, at the U of M, mm. you know, they got some hits, like um, like they got their hits. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I I I I'm gonna raise up north. So, you know, I grew up with bone, like yeah. bone through the harmony, like. Come on. Yeah. I, I I totally agree. I grew up listening, well, with my dad. I grew up <laughs> listening to Bone Thugs. I listened to Do or Die. So I am definitely a fan of the duo trio that um kind mm -hmm. of uh, uh, feed off of each other and harmonize. Um, they are from the Stupid Stupid Enough, but I wasn't like a fan right off top because they did introduce this new wave, <clears throat> as Wale said, like, I guess they started the mumble rap thing mm -hmm. and it was hard to digest and accept like, what, like, what is this? But we talked a lot about how now, even though they be saying some stuff, like lyricism isn't paramount anymore. It's more about what kind of vibe are you? are you able to give and they give a vibe and it's fun. I think they tried the let's do our singles thing and kind of put out our own albums, but sometimes you're better as a group. Yeah. And I think that they're learning that, you know, not to say you can't do features, but sometimes you're better as a group. And that's like mm -hmm. what you're saying, like 
Um, the Migos to me, they really didn't get no variety. I feel like they had the same mm-hmm. 808, same beats, same, same, same everything. You know, they mm-hmm. basically uh, like they said, this is how we're doing it. You know, they had their own specific sound and everything, but still, it wasn't nothing different to me. You know, you still do with the 808 and everything like that. Like, change it up a little bit, you know? The reason I really like Bloom besides Migos because they they had their own style, but you know, they it they gave me a variety. You know, I don't know one time. There's the crossroads, my homie died, thug is ready to run, I'm gonna shoot somebody, you know, like it was I had different moves and and things like that. But with this Migos, you know, I respect them, you know, I, I don't got no hatred towards nobody or stuff like that. Some I just couldn't get into it. Like some of the stuff that was on the radio beyond that too. But I just can't I can't sit down and listen to a whole Migos album. No shame. Mm. Interesting. That's interesting. I, I love those perspectives. And uh, shout out to Cleveland, definitely for sure. And, uh, you know, the Midwest, baby. Um, now, y'all give me some interesting perspectives when we talk about fans battles. Uh, shameless plug yet again. Uh, shout out to our sideshow on OTS known as uh, Fans Battles. Uh, a lot of you listeners out there or a lot of people from the OTS group, uh, you know, let's, 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 we need some of those. You know, we need some of those group versuses out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, maybe a Bone Thugs versus, a, you know, like a 3-6 or something or, or, or you know, like a, a UGK versus a do or die. You know what I mean? Like, you know, an outcast versus, a, you know, just who, you know, it's a lot of people out there, a lot of duos, groups, you know, because uh, a lot of infamous hip hop groups out there that have done their thing. So uh, definitely those should be a thing to get, you know, pitched out. You know, we've been seeing a lot of solos, but let's get some of those group ones in there. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, make that happen. Let's make that happen, people. Let's make that happen. But uh, moving on to our uh, main event of the evening. You know what I'm saying? We got main event, baby. You know, we got our two individuals that are here to bring you perspective and uh, give some insight. And of course, our artist of the evening uh, has a nice hot take on a certain genre of music. uh, That's going to be very interesting to touch on. Uh, But first and foremost, uh, you know, my first question for you two gentlemen is uh, Mm -hmm. let's talk about, uh, you know, how you guys linked up and and how this... uh, team form uh that that you guys got going on right now in the streets all right well <laughs> you going yeah i go first i go first and then i'll let you dive into it so, <laughs> so you know we met back you know like i said me and Dwayne, we, we met back at u of m go tigers you know yes, same sir. thing we're at here yeah same same thing with a you know what i'm saying we met back at college like real like Freshman year, we met. Yep, we were. Uh, we, we, yep, we we were involved in the organization, and we had a a little um, basically like a little dance performance, step stepping all that stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, in that organization. So you know, saying he helped teach me how to do the steps and all that stuff like that. So we clicked right then and there. Yeah. So since we clicked there, we know we stayed, we kept in touch for many of the years, even after we graduated, 
up until maybe like a year or so after we graduated, you know, we were checking out, like, what are we going to do, you know, because he moved to Nashville and I was still in Memphis, you know, all that good shit. So um, it got to a point where he came back, you know, to Memphis. He said, man, he wasn't going through the Nashville vibes like he wanted to. So he was going to figure out what he wanted to do as far as here. So I said, okay, cool. So later on within the year, this is 2017, by the way, later on the year 2017, you know, he was going through job after job. He said, man, wasn't even feeling all this and all that whatnot. So I said, man, just go ahead and do your passion, man. Do what you want to do. Do exactly what you feel like, because music was all you knew. Like ever since I met, like I knew that you had music. You even showed me your lyric book and all that stuff like that. So. I said, but go ahead, do that. And he said, all right. And, you know, I say, so when he thought about that, he said, okay, how are we going to do this? I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and manage. He's like, what? He said, man, you just tripping, man. You know, you're not even doing it. So I did my own research. I did my thing, you know, I figured out how the game worked, you know, as much as I could. I figured out how to manage and see different uh, perspectives. I researched different managers that uh, were in the game too, who are uh, in uh, big uh, big labels that manage big name artists. I saw how they did and everything. So I came out with uh, different details and uh, steps of what we, how we're gonna get started. And he was like, oh shit. So he actually serious. I thought he was just playing. <laughs> so yeah, that's how we got started. You know, we, how we, we uh, basically came up with a, game plan he had some couple of money saved up from the job that he was doing you know we tried to figure out how we were going to uh get him started again to the studio seeing how he was gonna uh go ahead and get his name just basically the basics and all that stuff and so we met somebody that you know saying helped us get started and we just moved on from there and we just tried to figure out how the game worked trying different things you know what I'm saying, moving around, traveled, you know what I'm saying, went to LA, went to Atlanta, worked with different producers and all that. Come so, on, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, we here now, so he can pick we up and dive in tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> A lot of sleepless nights and everything, man. But yeah, just man. 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 Come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you know. So, and uh, care to pick up where, where Mr. Wale left off on your end and how that was, you know, like you said, just realizing, like, you know what, this ain't it, dog. I need to go and chase what I want to do, what I love to do. Like, how? what was that journey like for you getting to this point? All right, so, uh, since, well, I've been working with kids a lot. You know, I was teaching, you know, I was uh, just working with kids and everything like that. I love working with kids, but I hate doing the job, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. I can talk, you know, to teach, you know, mentor them and everything like that. But mm. you know, when it comes to teaching, I was like, bro, I had to see these little kids one more time. You know, I'm just going with the flow. Like, I've been working since I was 14, and I've just been working nonstop. So I had to work ethic and everything like that. And I had to, uh, like when you said it was 2017, I just got fired from my job and I said, what the hell am I going to do? And I said, I'd be damned if I'm about to go back 
and teach these little kids. You know, I love them. <laughs> a lot of kids, however. Love them. Come on. <laughs> you know, me and Wale was talking and everything, and he was like, yeah, do your passion. I said, man, let me start music. Then I first, I thought I was old. I said, I'm about 25 years old. Why the hell am I about to start doing music? <laughs> <laughs> I did music, uh, like, I started recording when I was 14. Then uh, I didn't do my album. I was, please do not Google me because it's on YouTube. You don't need to listen to <laughs> listen to Lil TJ. <laughs> but, you know everybody's gonna go do it now, right? Like, don't do it. It's on YouTube under Lil TJ. You just gave us the whole <laughs> big facts. Like, because the reason I got introduced is my sister. She's a rapper. She had our old little album out. Everything. She she's two years older than me. During that time, she was sixteen and I was fourteen. And I was like, man, I want to rap too. So she can rap. And like that was my first time being in the studio. And I said, oh shit, I actually sound pretty good. But then on the on the flip side, I've been in choir. I'm choir. I've been choir since third grade, all the way up to college. So you know, I've been working, doing uh, doing choir stuff. So, you know, music been in me. I have some people that's actually in the music industry that I know. I found out that we can and stuff like that. And, you know, from there, and I said, well, you going to be my manager, bro? And he said, yo. They came by, had a highlighter and all, like a big ass of papers and stuff. He said, all right, let's get to work. Oh, that is so dope. Oh, he was like, oh, he's serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> word for word. Yes, With the sir. highlighter, I knew. Friday, 
get your weekend off, basically work until you die. You know, mm-hmm. that's in the society that we are in right now. So when you have parents and everybody, friends and stuff like that, you know, it can actually damage you, your your spirit. I say, damn, I, I sure do need to pay these bills and stuff like that. Then, you know, it, it was crazy, but when they started seeing me grind, I guess they had to look for themselves. It's, it's, it's different from actually speaking it than, than somebody actually looking at it. Yeah. Because, you know, after I did my EP and we did that trip to LA twice and drove mm-hmm. down there, you, they seen like the termination that I was doing. And it, and like, my family is something, let's just say that. <laughs> and, Understandable. <laughs> Sometimes you have to actually see what I'm doing. You know, you see the hustle that I'm doing. They be like, oh, okay. Now they're cool with it, you know. But at right, first, now I they think... see the success. Oh, okay, this was a great idea. You know, I always supported you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always knew it would be great. <laughs> no, but, wow. you know, it, it was cool. But, you know, uh, they sleep been supporting, you know, from the very start. But they was just like, why the hell are you getting rid of your job to pursue your damn music career? You know, stuff like that. Because they didn't get it. But I was determined. See, I like to prove people wrong. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm determined to prove somebody wrong. And that's an Aries thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look at that Aries connect. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> I think, I think um, sometimes your, your family and friends could love you and they just want to protect you or, or or they don't want to see you struggle and it almost hinders you because you not seeing my passion or my vision of what I want to happen because you want to you you want me to take the safe route so exactly. I think it's yeah so I think uh it, it, it just shows how strong you are to step away from that and to still follow the path you saw for yourself yeah. And that's like like what you said, man. It, it takes a lot of courage, man. You have to make a lot of sacrifices, have to make a lot of lot, take a lot of risk, and sometimes even with losing your family because they don't understand, mm-hmm. and sometimes losing your friends because they don't understand. But at the end of the day, you do you need something that you love and you're pursuing and you're doing everything that you can to make it happen and to prove motherfuckers wrong. Yeah, I did it. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Fuck you, mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that, man. I, I definitely can agree and, and relate to that, man, just in, in terms of like the fact, you know, when you see something that you believe in, uh, you know, and of course having that support system, but like when you see and, and the people who are in the outside looking in, you know, they don't see the struggle, but you know, they see the success and then all of a sudden it's like, man, man wow, okay, you know, and, it's a lot of people like, I like, man, you're doing your thing, brother. I see you out there blowing up, man. And it's just like, well, yeah, but you don't understand, bro. It's a lot of struggle yeah, and uh, sacrifice behind this. You know what I'm saying? Like, still not where I want to be, but we got a long way to go. But the fact that y'all seeing the progress, y'all seeing the growth, you know, it, it is a bit of relief, you know, like, okay, cool. You know, that means uh, this is worth it, you know, and, and, and yeah. then just keep on grinding again. Put your head back down and go go to work. Uh, you know, in that nine to five type of way, only with something you actually care for. You know, you're not you're not dying just to work. You know, and have those weekends off. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. You know, that's 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 real. You know, shout out to you brothers on being able to come together and uh, and and make these moves, man. Uh, so so uh, talk about some of these cities that you guys have been able to hit up. You know, um, 
you know, before the circumstances of the pandemic, even though I know some people have been slowly getting back in up and at it, you know, slowly traveling in a safe mm-hmm. way. What what has it been like for you guys pre pandemic, you know, and then of course, uh, currently with the pandemic going on, how has it been for you guys? We need the craziest tour stories. Exclusive. Oh, okay. Let's go. You heard it here man. first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to go first real quick. Okay. Well, let, let me get my shit off now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pre, pre-pandemic. So, you know, we, uh, we got a call. Like I said, we 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 uh went to Atlanta too, so we got a call from uh someone that we knew that was trying to work with us. He from Memphis too, and he moved to uh Atlanta. So this is in 2018 January. We stayed a whole month trying to work on an EP and all that stuff like that. This is right before we went to LA and all that. So we worked with that producer, you know, and things things. Things didn't go as planned because we tried to work, and then he said, "Man, this is not the sound. You got to work on your craft. You just, you just not there." So he we're like, "Dang, what are we supposed to do?" <laughs> yeah, he 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 was basically trying to give us constructive criticism on to what to do as far as trying to get his sound to be up to par to where to have uh, labels be like, "Okay, that that you know, say we." we 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 see what he's doing, all that good stuff like that, because mm-hmm. we went from getting started to getting up there. So we were in that middle ground and all that good stuff. So he was trying to give us a, you know, saying some uh, hints and tips and do artist development. So that was a whole crazy feel. So we stayed in Atlanta for a whole month, and after we finished that whole month, he was like, "Okay, I'm a mentor, y'all. I'm gonna work with y'all and all that good stuff and all that." So we said, all right, bet. So when we came back to Memphis, we had to get figure out what we were going to do. And, you know, that's when the whole L.A. and all that fiasco came in. So fast forward to 2019, late 18 to 2019, we said, okay, since we working with people, you know what I'm saying, now, should we move to L.A. or should we move to Atlanta? So we had to figure out. We were, we were making moves to see if we were going to move to L.A. but since we had a mentor already helping us in Atlanta, we said, okay, this that be the bigger move. Cause he said, man, I fuck with y'all tough, you know what I'm saying? I can't wait to see what y'all are gonna have and all that good stuff, good stuff like that. I can't wait to see what y'all rocking with. And we like, you know what? Okay, let's go ahead and move to Atlanta. So then that's when we made that move to Atlanta. We we're trying to move late 18, but things happened. So we moved there in 2019 beginning 2019 i'm talking about february we were in we were uh in atlanta we touched down we were like yeah we're here we live here now boom we're here in atlanta so you know everything was cool and all but you know over the years things just got south i'm talking about trying to adjust to living in a bigger city trying to figure out how to make music trying to figure out how to make money get the jobs to invest in the music and all good stuff it just went south i'm talking about that's a car just went so, man i got to an accident because you know how atlanta drivers is lost the car, <laughs> wasn't able to do my job well all that stuff like that lost money towards that the place that we stayed at was terrible we paid 
a significant amount of money for a terrible place in the country, and it was just terrible. Then, you know, our mentor was like, you guys are here in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? You, I'm, I'm like, that's the street. Like, what's up? What we gonna do? And we're like, bro, we trying, we trying to figure out what we gonna do with so much shit going Like, oh, shit. We trying to figure out what exactly what we gonna do. So he's like, okay. And then, then over time, he's like, you know what, bro? Y'all ain't serious no more. I don't think that y'all serious. I thought y'all were tough, you know. You know what I'm saying? I thought we were, I fuck with y'all tough, you know. You fuck with me too and all that stuff like that. And he said, you know what? Since y'all not serious about anything, we through, we done. We're like, dang, for real? And it just went bad. Like, he just didn't want to work with us at all no more. So now we're like, bro, what are we going to do now? Our mental loss, what's our purpose being in Atlanta right now? We're like, dang. Living and then it just went south from there. Like, it got bad to the point to where we lost the apartment because I lost money. He wasn't, uh, the promises that Ant was going to get for his job didn't come fall through. He had to improvise and get a different job working with kids again. And <laughs> dad just messed up his psyche and all, and his uh, work ethic uh, for doing music and all that stuff like that. And then the point to where we just found ourselves in the street of Atlanta. And they just went bad from there. Like, yeah, that's it just... Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. trying, trying to in the car. Yeah, in the <laughs> we, yeah, we, we were, we were still working. We were still working, but we just didn't have no place to stay. That's what it was. We were still working, and then you know we were still trying to figure out how we're gonna do music. We were lucky enough to get like uh, uh him to do a like a show at uh at some place in Atlanta that was close to Midtown, and on top of that. He was able to get um, a, a promo from a well-known source, too. So we was able to do a couple of things, and we were able to move to Memphis and, you know, do photo shoots with some people, you know what I'm saying, trying to rise up and do things with music as well. But in our end, as far as working uh, together, trying to get his music up, that it was just a standstill between that whole year, trying to get our life together and all that stuff like that on top of trying to do music. So it's no joke. Like, this, it's, it's really tough. So if ain't one, you want to pick up on what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, um, yeah, it was just like what he was talking about. We was homeless for a good four months. And uh, he had to go to work. Then uh, when he come back, he dropped me off at work. Even even prior then, because we we parked our car on uh, was it Spelman? Yeah, Spelman. Yeah, it was like close to Spelman and uh, Clark and Lennon. I think no, it was yeah. Spelman. It was Clark and Lennon. Clark. It was one of them. And that's what we spent it that. Go to Planet Fitness, take a shower, work out. Then we go to the library to charge up our phones. Then from the library, uh, he had to drop me off because I had to work, and I was working like three or four hours working at uh, what was working at? Oh, the YMCA. Uh, and from yeah, there, uh, when I get off of work, we go to we go to uh, Starbucks to charge it up because they close at nine. Then, um, then from there we park the car and go to sleep, and just did it every day. Yep. 
Yo, that mm. was the routine. Like the routine was basically wake up in the morning, go to the gym, you know what I'm saying, wash up, shower and all that stuff and plan the fitness, you know, shout out to plan the fitness for that. And uh <laughs> so that's my <laughs> I'm not gonna cancel them now, man. That's what's up. <laughs> man, that was a pull through. Then right. you know what I'm saying, drop them off of work and then I work too between that time. And then after that we either go to Kroger or you know, or uh, um, Starbucks and chill there for the time. And then, yeah, that, that'd be the routine. That was the routine the whole time. And like, That's yeah, it, it was crucial. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, we try to tell you, like, when we tell people about this music, when we, anytime people say, man, I'm serious about doing this music, I said, bro, it depends you on how serious you are. Are you, are you willing to risk, like, even on, Close to your own livelihood of how you live for this. Your like, comfort, are you willing? Comfort. Yeah, your own comfort. Are you willing to risk that? Because it can get to, it can get that low. Like mm-hmm. that was our lowest point before we rose after post COVID. Because after that, a whole bunch of things happened. Like after we had to come back to uh, to Memphis, you know, saying Jackson, because surprisingly, he had his. Um, his uh, one of his songs playing in um in Jackson where he stays at right now, Jackson Tennessee. They playing and they know him everywhere. All that he walk around, he said, "Oh yeah, you that dude that uh that got that song on the radio, all that." So <laughs> we figured, okay, going oh, no. back home, you know, what I'm saying would be good. Yeah, <laughs> going back home would be good to go ahead and you know uh get the people, get more fans, the Jackson fans, you know. Get the uh get more fans to uh you know saying be around to uh the things that he's going to have for them like show different shows different events all that so we say you know what it's actually a good idea to go back home so that's the reason why we came back because our livelihood wasn't good but at the same time you know saying it was better off if we got a place over there and you know and to stick with getting more fans in Jackson rather than going to get fans in Atlanta because this is just like somebody had told us. It was just like jumping into an ocean with all sharks around when you're just a small little flounder. Mm. So you're trying to jump the gun. You got to start small. So we were like, damn, we did jump the gun. Yeah, very competitive. (laughs) And then I think it's so interesting, your story, because I hear a lot of artists say they actually get love or they develop a following outside of their hometown. And then once they blow, that is when everybody at home. But for you, it was the reverse. Like you could have just stayed at home and they would have, you know, but it was it is a part of your story. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah not, not, well, you, you close. Not necessarily, because it still works the same way, because we still. At this time, we get some love from Memphis and Jackson, but yeah. not a lot. Really? Like, we go to, mm-hmm. if we go to like <laughs> LA or uh, Atlanta, they're going to be like, oh, for real? Because I remember when he was performing, people wanted an encore, but he's like, nah, that's all y'all going to get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two shots of tequila, and I say, man, let me just, because you know, it was just acapella, so I say, yeah. 
You got to pay for the rest. You got to pay me for the rest. You know what I'm saying? I had a long day because we went there and I got straight off. And I, because actually, if you go on my Instagram, I did the performance on there. Uh, it's on my Instagram. And, uh, I was still in my uniform. Like I was in my uh, my YSA polo. I just got off of work and I they had like a, a free, uh, like they do uh, on Thursday, they do uh, you know, like they have a free. Yeah. And I did it. And I was still in my uniform. My khakis in my polo. And I was singing something. And I said, yeah, I'm tired. Y'all won't get this first verse. And I did an acapella. Everybody was clapping. They said, is that it? I said, yes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> that's real, man. I love it. I, I love the... Uh... That's an amazing story, and just knowing, um, definitely inspirational to uh, a lot of listeners. And and I know um, me and my co-host for sure can relate to that, um, even in this world of podcasting as well, because of like how much time goes into you know creating a show, creating a platform like this uh, to bring artists and you know like you guys onto this platform, and you know building listeners, building a, a consistent fan base, building. Uh, you know, so much more on top of other sideshows that we have within this podcasting realm and this media production as a whole. So, you know, it's so much just with anything that you truly love to do, that you truly want to do. It takes a lot of sacrifice, a lot of ups, downs, disappointments, letdowns, but then also true sacrifices, you know, because I know living out the car, man, that's got to be killer on the back. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, sure. back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to get a real good sleeping position where you could fully get a good night's rest, you know, and probably get cold mm-hmm. nights, you know, where you like, oh, shoot, man, it got cold up in yeah. here. Like, you know, yeah. like, bro, yeah. it's, 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 it's <laughs> you just like, man. The thing is, we were used to it because when we was in LA, we were sleeping in the car. The Car too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the End Chronicles. We were sleeping in the car during that time too. So, you know, we. I just don't know how to move it. Y'all got out the mud. And uh, you know, I'm I'm so glad that you guys actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad y'all took the the move to do this in Atlanta versus LA because I feel like LA probably would have been worse. I've heard a lot about LA in terms of cost of living and what their minimum mm-hmm. is out there. So it's like. If, if it was like that here in Atlanta, Lord knows what those stories probably would have been like had you guys decided, okay, you know what, we will make that move to LA instead, you know, because that, come out. LA trip was fun as hell, though. That <laughs> <was> fun. <laughs> I do believe it. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. LA sounds like an experience that's always just going to have fun times and fun stories for sure. Um, but man, you know, that, uh, I remember Ice Cube actually said this. Um, one of his like best advice given to you know up and coming artists, and of course this was like a back in the 106 and Park days, but it stuck with me over the years. Cause I remember he said, you know, I don't even think I did music at the time, but he told artists like, you know, if you want to blow out, if you want to blow up, start locally. You know, get a community, you know, locally with around you. You know, because when you got a whole community behind you first. Then next thing you know, word gets around and then you start blowing up and you're dominating other sections within your area. 
And then before you know it, it just becomes this big wave and then you really start catapulting. So again, as my co-host lovely put, you know, you guys definitely got that effect in a reverse way, but it still worked, you know, <laughs> very well for you guys. Well, you know so, what I'm saying? Well, like, really like recently, you know, I tell my Spotify stuff, I'm just well known in Canada. So it's like, I get more love in Canada than the United States. You know, it just varies, I guess. You know, when you get more, mm-hmm. more people, more listeners and things like that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it can be like that. Oh, yeah, man. And, and uh, you know, they definitely say a lot of artists blow up faster overseas than anything else. So it sounds like a trip to Canada. What well, might be that next move, fellas? If you can take the cold. Trying to see what that maple syrup be about. <laughs> You've got to love it. You've got to love it. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, th- is my co-host freezing on me? Yep, we lost my co-host. Yeah, here. she'll be back. She'll be back. It's okay. She'll be back. Like, but, uh, yeah, I know she's coming. I know she's she's probably battling some connection issues. You know, y'all y'all bear with her. You know what I mean? She's she's it's gonna be popping like back that. in when she can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it has. I had my experiences with that too. Uh, one upon a time, we were trying to do this show, and then it was like my connection said, "I'm not having that tonight." Okay, fine. All right. I guess, you know, we just got to chop it up. But um, so, and, you know, uh, you know, now that things have been readjusting for you guys uh, as the artist and, and, you know, the managing duo through this pandemic and things are starting to look better on the uproar. Um, what's the next objective? What's the next strategy you guys have in mind, uh, you know, currently, especially again, as we're kind of getting readjusted to things and you know slowly but surely getting back to some normalcy uh what's been the strategy and the plan uh to stay afloat so far you want to go first or i mean well with this pandemic i mean when the first pandemic hit i was just doing uh, virtual concerts you know i Mm -hmm. did two of them you know and got a little money came from there and Mm -hmm. just uh it was Actually, I'm to actually release music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The pandemic, because I only, you know, it was just sitting your ass all day. You could just, you know, go stream and stuff. That's how I got a lot of my music and streams and everything like that because of the pandemic. And, you know, that little boost, that unemployment boost, and that little stimulus shit, that came really, really, really. In hand. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's it's definitely a journey. Upcoming stuff, you know. I just actually released a song today. I'll talk okay. about it later. But uh, yeah, just been it's an easier time to release music, easier time, you know, to actually grind out there and getting the money to come in, you know, to. Mm investing to yourself so you can you know for your promos your uh, visuals and stuff like that and you be you can make moves you know love it man love it so wally yeah. We... oh yeah i was gonna say uh yeah this there's a couple of things that we got in the arsenal that we're ready to do you know mm-hmm. like he said picking off back what he said you know uh he did a couple of virtual shows mm-hmm. uh during uh, the pandemic and now 
He got a song, like he said, we that, that dropped uh today actually. It's called Lover Down. It's on all his streaming platforms, uh okay. Spotify, iTunes, all that, you know. It just right. dropped today. Uh and we plan on having a visual for that sometime in either March or April, more leaning towards April. So we're gonna have a visual with that with the two featured artists that is on the song with them. And uh, he also more than likely has a upcoming show in Memphis coming through. Okay. Um, at uh, Growlers, yeah. So we gear okay. enough for that, trying to see how that works. And, you know, we got something possibly big coming through in Atlanta too, but we stay tuned. I don't want to say too much right now Come because on. we don't want to say something cool. promising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we get it. Out, you know what I'm saying? But when the yeah, time comes, yeah. you know, we'll let everybody yeah. know. And then later Come on this year, we, we got a possible show too as well in Dallas, Texas. I mean, I think it's Dallas, Texas, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, but either way, we're going. We're going to a festival. It's called Loud Fest. We're going to a fest, you know what I'm saying, festival. So we're gonna go ahead and start, you know, getting some more fans and yes. putting our putting yeah, ourselves out there yeah. in the map, being networking. You know, you know how we do. You know, we went to L.A. You know, Atlanta. Went to we're going to Texas too. We're mm -hmm. gonna start uh, traveling around the place, networking, connect with people. You know, do features and all that good stuff, whatnot. So, yeah, we got a couple things planned. So we we we're moving. We're moving. Love we're it. doing things out here. It's lit. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Y'all, hey, that's what I love to hear. Not allowing anything to stop the show, continually going and uh, making the best of every circumstance, you know? Uh, much like what we did here, man, you know, we took a pandemic, we decided to, you know, make the best of it, take the surroundings and uh, uh, the strongest of uh, the strong definitely managed to uh, take a situation like that to their advantage and say, okay, you know, we're going to create some things. So I definitely salute your brothers for this and what you continually continue to do. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and bring this up. And cause I know you've been really wanting to uh, touch off on this, my friend. Now when, uh, so when we were on set, you know what I'm saying? We was cooling <laughs> on set, you know, the theme was set. We was out there just vibing and uh, you know, you had a nice uh, opinion on the state of R&B <laughs> music of today and today's uh, <laughs> artists who, who have this this blended style that they consider to be R&B. And uh, you were very, very passionate with your opinion, sir. So right here on Pastor Art, go ahead and lay out those uh, spicy hot takes on what you feel and, and, and how passionate you feel about today's R&B. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in R&B like, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, like, it just recently, I just feel like R&B now is, is more hip-hop than R&B. It's more trap type of R&B. I feel like the R&B now, they, they it, it don't have the uh, essence of what R&B truly is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, you just put on auto-tune, a good 808, and shit like that, and just feel like it's it's just something that you can groove to, but not, nothing you can feel. If that makes mm. any sense. Yes, I know what yeah, you mean. I feel like he lost his passion, just to be honest. That's you know, I can I can see where you're coming with that. You know, I, I was listening back to a lot of the older R&B from 
mid 2000s and, and 90s and even even you know late 80s right like um the stories that are told in r&b of that time like make it so epic you know what i'm saying like going back to a guy like lloyd for example when i was listening to his catalog and i just realized like how smooth he is with his tone and his confidence you know but how a lot of his songs just got that storytelling feel where you realize it's R&B, it's groovy, but like it's telling you a story, painting you a picture, which, you know, uh, now kind of has the, today's R&B seems to have like just more of a vibe, like a wave, like you mentioned, you know, just kind of where you, you, can, you can't really tell you like, okay, this artist is dope, but are they considered R&B or are they considered yeah, hip hop? What are they? The hard thing about it, you can't differentiate <laughs> You know what's R&B and what's hip hop now. You know yeah. that in even the 2000s, you have a certain R&B artist. You can say, okay, they are R&B artists. They are not mm -hmm. a rapper. Like my rapping and my singing is two different entities. I don't try to intertwine. You know, mm -hmm. and like now it's just like I, it's just like it's just not. Uh, it just don't hit. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I can I, I can see what you mean there. When I turn on the radio and I hear like, uh, it's like it lost its feelings, especially with male R&B artists. Mm -hmm. It's like they lost their feelings. Like, I mean, I don't know if I consider Drake as an R&B artist, because mm -hmm. sometimes he do be in his feelings. He got the essence of R&B, and mm -hmm. I, 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 I fuss with Jack because I think he, he like R&B. He's kind of iffy. I just put him in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like when I turn on like stuff, like let me get a uh uh R&B artist. Like when I just saw Vine, and let me think. Don't take your love away. You heard that song? Don't take your love. Don't take your love away from me. I need you to. When that song came out, I said, "Damn, you know I feel that." Like if if like let's say if I break up with somebody. Or mm -hmm. I had to break up with somebody. I know a specific song. Get my little crown right here. Probably mm -hmm. you know, chill back and say, "Damn, I feel you, bro." Like, hey, you know, <laughs> it, it got you feeling some type of way. You know, just the words that they're saying. Mm -hmm. And like right now, I don't think they like love songs or nothing like that. You know, and it just yeah. a vibe. You know, it just a vibe that you could just vibe to. Yeah. Now, <laughs> let me ask you, uh, you brought up Drake and, and I'm, I'm curious to know, do you do you think that guys like Drake and Chris Brown are guys for the are, you think they're like the reason why a lot of R&B kind of has that hard to tell vibe to it now of are you a rapper? Are you an R&B artist? Like. What is what is going on? You know, like do you think? Oh, I, mean, uh, I mean, like, well, I could I could speak part of Chris Brown because I've been I've been fucked with Chris Brown since uh running, you know, and everything like that. And I seen how the the during the time when he was doing, you know, a lot of stuff like that first album. That's that was my shit. That first mm -hmm. album, that was the shit. Then I see basically how he maneuvered through the industry and now that he making music right now, it's starting to 
be more hip hop because I feel like hip hop is like the main like hip hop is like pop music now. You know, you got pop mm-hmm. music, you got hip hop, and they're trying to put kind of crossover and trying to do that pop, trying to hip hop, but it's mm-hmm. they it's like it's a little dab of R and B. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It's just like hip hop is more straightforward, so it's gonna make R and B songs sounds like hip hop. Mm-hmm. Well, rap music songs. Yeah. So that's the thing that's popular because I know in the industry they just go off of what's on the top team. Like what's on the billboard, the top team. And they just basically make music based off of what's hot right now. And what's actually hot right now that's basically it is hip hop. Hip hop and pop, you know. So it just how they maneuver it and just that's how you supposed to sell out on that's how you get to the top and stay at the top. Well, that's why people get number ones and have a longevity career because they look at that that billboard and say like, "What's hot? What's hot right now? What's not hot right now?" And just that's how the game is. It just you just not know. You just have to learn the game. But I'll mm-hmm. put them as so. I just say other. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, to my co-host, uh, you know, again, I know you you were just joining us back again. You know, I feel, difficulties, my friend. You know, yeah, it's okay. Look, welcome back. Like you sometimes. know, you know, um, welcome back to the to the field with us. Uh let me ask you, um, as a listener, how have you felt about hearing today's RB? Do you feel like it's blended? Do you feel like it died out? Do you feel like what, what what's your stance and status on R and B right now? Yeah, um, I think that there are there there is some really good R and B out, but it's not as highlighted as what it used to be in the '90s. Like, like you have to go search for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can appreciate when people stick what I feel like defines R and B, which is like the '90s era. We're talking about love and there's certain beats and there's ballads and stuff. Um, when you start to mix it to where we're like trap soul now, or like I'm singing about how I love it with these hoes, like it's a little bit different. <laughs> so um, I think they both work. It just depends on what vibe you're on. Um, I just prefer like the older school type stuff. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I, I totally agree with both of you there because again, man, it's, it's just amazing how it hits different when you go back to the 90s and, and mid 2000s era of music and you know R&B music and you're like okay there's a clear cut difference between yeah. this style and, and rap you know what i mean because again in that mid 2000s era when rap was still a lyrical thing you knew okay if i'm listening to the game if i'm listening to 50 cent if i'm listening to dipset or whatever i'm going to listen to Lyricism, bars, punchlines, you know, those type of things. And then if I'm going to listen to Mario, if I'm going to listen to, you know, uh, Lloyd, Trey songs, and, and so many different uh, R&Bs, you know, uh, original Chris Brown, you know, like, you know, like, okay, I'm getting my R&B feels going, you know. So, um, Wale, sir, uh, as, as a person who's in the management side of things, um, what is your take on the state of R&B today, especially representing an artist who is classified as truly R&B. How are you feeling about what the industry is setting right now? 
Um, it's a it's a big difference uh, because you know back like in the late nineties, early two thousand, even early nineties, uh, mm-hmm. you know there was a transitional shift in different uh, '90s songs. They sounded the same. They sounded all similar. But when it got to 2010, like between 2010 and so now, it shift of how R&B sounds now. It's like they would make like a hip hop song as a and as a as Aunt said into a song that's R&B. Thing like what? I thought that was like a hip hop or a rap song, but it's R&B. Like what? You know, and. The genre and the music that they're uh, and the lyrics behind it doesn't, you know, possess any type of that R&B feel that we know, especially our generation that we grew up back in the 90s and, you know, uh, early 2000s and late 2000s. It's not actually the same that we uh, knew all in love and stuff like that. So coming from my perspective as a manager and all that stuff like that, I'm trying to vibe with what they so-called call R&B nowadays, like how they transition. It's kind of different from how I grew up and how it is now. And it's it's cool with me, but it's it's like what Anne and and Janine say, it's not the same like how we knew. So, Anytime somebody says like, okay, uh, I'm an R&B artist, any any artist that comes up to me and says, okay, I'm an R&B artist, I wanna, I want you to listen to my song, I want you to, you know, what I'm saying, I want you to uh, go ahead and I want to play this song for you. I think to myself, okay, if you really R&B artist, I bet you hear something like what Avant or uh, Day Twenty Six or you know, Ooh, yes. uh, come on. Yeah, old school Chris Brown. Yeah, your, your your sound gotta be like that. That's what I'm picturing. But mm-hmm. then when you play the song and it's starting to sound like uh the new artist called Young Blue, or uh, if it's sounding like uh one of these new artists, uh his name is Ian Dior, he kinda do hip hop and uh a little bit of R and B, or if it's starting to sound like uh Kyle or you know some people like I'm like I I get it, but you know it's not R&B I'm thinking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're saying that you're an R&B artist, you have to have like the knowledge like Ant has about how R&B sounds. I understand like we're in a new 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 uh, generation. I understand that the uh, instrumentals are different. You know, I understand that the sounds are different and you have to adjust with that. But your voice is not like how the pros were back then. Your voice doesn't sound exactly how they are. It's sounding more towards the newer generation of how R&B, quote unquote, is right now. So every time I hear that, I'm like, okay, I, it better be that. I'm, or if not, I'm just saying, nah, bro, you're not R&B artist. You're more hip hop. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. have R&B flavor. You know what I'm saying? So, what, yeah, <laughs> there you go. That little sprinkle, yeah. 
So with working with Ant, I know he gets frustrated a lot when he's working with different producers that trying to work with him as R&B, but he has a distinctive sound and how he wants it to sound and have that R&B flow, like how it should sound to give people that R&B feeling. But because of the instrumentals that they have, the knowledge that they have, you know, it's hard for them to understand that, uh, it's hard for them to understand Ant's perspective of what he wants the song to sound like. And it ends up sounding like R&B now instead of R&B how he wants it to be like to get the feeling and so I know that his passion with R&B I know that he really wants to work as a R&B artist and R&B uh, feeling that people want to know and love rather than a new artist coming to me that says okay I'm R&B and stuff like that but then you give me something that I'm not feeling that's R&B Right. So that's my take on it. That makes sense. I have a question for Ant. So, like, you kind of spoke about this earlier, how your R&B playlist is from, like, classics like Keith Sweat. I'm sure you got Jodeci up in there. And then you have, like, your newer R&B. And um, I went to your SoundCloud, and I think that it's a really good package deal to show your range of, like going into these different rooms of like R&B styles without going hip hop. So like you have um, Turn Up and you have um, the Pay Attention track, which are more like feels and kind of intimate and 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 um, seductive. But then you have like Bust It that's like raw and just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, is it, do you, do you find a room harder to go into versus like another room or is it just based off of that's all there for you it just depends on the vibe of the of the track i guess yeah uh what what i wanted to do i wanted to be versatile you know yeah. i want to talk about love songs i probably want to talk about some sex songs you know and just like when i listen to beats i said no nah, i don't like that that ain't how i'm feeling today so oh snap uh let me hear that beat like um, like the busted down beat, I got it when I was in Atlanta, and I just just was picturing in my head like the whole video. I just see girls twerking and stuff. Very and much it, strip clubs. And it's just like the little dun dun, <laughs> dun 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 dun, and I was like, oh, I got to I got to do something with that. But sit down to the ground. I said okay, and uh, actually actually listen to that song. Fun fact, people. If you actually listen to that song, the female that's rapping on it is my actual sister. I was gonna ask you, and she's on an is she on like another track too? No, nah, she she just um busted down. Okay. So, yeah, so that was my actual sister. And that's why I said I needed a female to be up on me. You know, I'm just it's just like when I when I do music, I just trying to how I'm feeling at that moment and stuff like that. So I mean it just, I just do whatever, to be honest. It's just how I'm feeling. That I love sense. that. I love that. Uh, any chance that we see a uh, mini collab project with you and the sis? Uh, I know that kind of is a flashback to the, you know, <laughs> but it was today's version um, with the evolution. Any chance you kind of get a little mini collab there or, or is it not? What, me and my yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean, 
Alright, so when my sister first started doing music at 16, I was 14, I collaborated with two of her songs. Yeah, two of her songs. And I felt like, because she stopped doing music at all, but she said that I was an influence to her to, you know, go back, you know, doing uh, music and everything like that. Then when I got busted down, I said, damn, I need, I need a female rapper. I said, so you want this, this all that shit off, you know? You know, you ain't been to the studio since you was 16 and you you about to be 30 now. So how you going? You better kill this shit, you know, because my <laughs> name is you. you. <laughs> so she Come said, on, I get you. when I heard her verse, I said, oh, OK. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, me and my sister do write a couple of songs together because she's trying to get back to doing R&B. And, but she's a rapper. She's trying to do R&B and everything. We write songs. And I mean, we wrote a couple of songs together, you know. And who knows? We probably do an EP. My, my mama said, y'all need to do some more songs together. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. Mama always gonna come in there and say she want the kids together on it. I got two talented babies, so I want them to be I on the track. Babies together on the track. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, Man, we are actually getting ready to wrap this thing up, man, because time flies so quickly when you're just really, mm-hmm. really talking and just I having a great you. time. Must have yeah, and, and look, man, we would love <laughs> to keep, you know, we definitely got to bring you guys back on for sure because, you know, sure. you want to hear more. I'm sure the listeners want to hear more of those road stories for sure. Uh, you know, so we definitely going to have you guys back on and just, you know, chop it up because, you know, we don't want to keep our listeners on too long with us, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. real quick, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll pass this, I guess, to the management, you know, real quick. And then, of course, I know he'll pass it over to the artist. But, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the new single that just dropped on today. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit more about this single. Yeah, tell us a little, tell the people a little bit more about the single and why they should definitely go check it out right now on their streaming platforms. You want to go first or you want me to go? Okay, so the single is pretty much with Ant Dance's, uh, his song, uh, it's a fun fact. It's another beat that we got from Atlanta from the producers that, you know what I'm saying, say call it quits. But it was one of the last little songs that we was working with. I mean, the beats that we were working with. So it's a sample off of Joe, the R&B artist, you know. Mm-hmm. So the song um, he got on is uh, two different artists. It's uh, two people that are in a label that I'm working with right now. So they're gonna feature on this one female rapper and a fee- and a male R&B artist that it, I would say he's a he he's good he's a good R&B artist but not towards how Ant is as far as they have their own different type of style of R&B I just say I just tell you that so it's a basically a song about you know you getting intimate with your special somebody or your partner or you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh it's kind of explicit very very explicit so yeah it's it's mainly for the mature and grown and sexy type people so 
if you, you know, say, I know Valentine's Day already passed and all that, but if you still want to, you know, have that I moment with your Valentine's Day, baby, it should be. Okay. Hey, listen, exactly. Exactly. summertime is very much on the horizon, so uh, it's just in time for the summer. We already know what type of season that is now, you know. Yep. So. You already know. I'm talking about like this this season right now, it's just still winter time. Everybody's like still cooped up because you know, saying it's cold. I know in our area, you know, we just got done with the snowstorm, ice storm, and all that stuff like that. And they were real close to their partners. Some people yeah. still quarantine and all that stuff like that, so they yeah, still close to it. Quarantine, baby. Quarantine, baby music. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, baby music. Yeah, basically quarantine music. I mean, baby music. So, yeah, it's it, it's a really explicit song, so you'll get really close and intimate with your partner. So, <laughs> yeah, music. They gonna love it. Trust me. The, the fans, baby, they, the you gonna love it. Play that one. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure, like, hey, look, I'm telling you right now, when you listen to that song, you want to be intimate with your partner, and if you don't want to have no babies, it's the best time to have protection law. <laughs> so, <laughs> Public service announcement brought to you by Law Wally and Company. Announcement. It ain't my fault. Right. Any babies make sure it's a great song. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a great song to listen to, so and vibe to, so it, it's it's good. Just check it out. Yeah. So hey, you want to speak on this alone? Because nigga, we ain't got a lot of time. Let the artist talk. He knows me. I go into detail. Come on, I go into detail. Must say shout out to uh, Gemini. She's the female rapper on there. She's real good. TC the Great, he real good. And they got mixed by uh, Cloud9. Probably be doing something in the future together because he's a rapper and he, uh, and he produced. But yeah, I mean, how I got it set up, you know, it's a, like what he says, a sample of Love Scene uh, by Joe. Very good song. And I like the song because it's different. It's different perspective of, you know, loving her down, you know. Gemini is like she she do that rough type stuff, you know. And man, <laughs> like, mine's more oral. Let's just say that. <laughs> and, and TC, his verse is more smooth, and you know, you got your little grind and stuff on it. So you know, you have different perspectives of you know loving her down. Is you know, you can do a rub, you can do a fast, and you know, do the foreplay. Mm. You know. So, Love it. I need yeah. Meg to pay attention to the the um, foreplay verse and or lyrics because it's important. Niggas be feeling like you ain't got to do that. No more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you about you lift the clip? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, in my verse, gotta kill some people out. Mm, yeah. Come on now. Giving them no romantic so, tips. <laughs> yeah. We kind of had it. We kind of did it. We can't hear happening. Uh-oh. <laughs> Chopping the nuts to I had to nigga read this. I have no stand, so I had to nigga read So 
Hey man, it works. <laughs> hey, it works. It works. Wale, hey. we know that's the next thing to get him. We gotta give him that chop out, baby. Let it get all set. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. Listen. So, um, real quick, as we get ready to wrap this thing up for sure, again, we thank you guys so much for coming on with us. Um, definitely a no phenomenal problem. time, and we are definitely looking forward to bringing you guys on uh, anytime to promote everything else you guys got going on from shows, new singles, projects, all that good stuff. Anytime you guys are more than welcome to come right on this very platform, which is created for you guys. And uh, for all of our artists on every level, mainstream, independent, wherever, uh, this is the place that you want to be right here on Pastor Ox because, well, you ain't going to have no fun like this nowhere else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Good. When me and Janine hit the scene, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, shout out to my co-host, greatest co-host in the world. But uh, real quick, tell the people where they can find and follow you. Okay. You want me to go first? Okay, so my IG is the real N63. It's D-A-R-E-A-L-A-N-T-63. You know, I need some more followers because my follower game is slow. So, you know, hit that follow button. I'm coming up with content. You know, I usually, you know, do uh, acapellas and stuff like that and some, some stuff I be wearing. You know, I just be doing stuff. You don't know what I be doing. But uh, Twitter is <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter. I got my Twitter, but it's it's still the same thing. And YouTube, the real six three. Yeah, the real is the real end. Turn up. So come you know. on. <laughs> I tried. Hey, I was it's able okay. to see it's okay, you know. Don't worry, producer Derek. You know we already know to put that in the graphic. He, he, he got you. He got you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> luckily, this is pre-recorded, y'all, so it's all good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. So, Mr. Manager, uh, brother Wale, sir, where can the people find you? You may have some independent artists out there saying, "I need some representation." You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, well, you know, talk to the people. Where can they find you, sir? All right, all right. So I'm on IG. My name is D New Blueprints. I don't know if you, I can see it right here. It's kind of backwards. Loud and clear, baby. Where's my thing in there? L-U-P-R-I-N-C-E. D New Blueprints. Follow me over there. IG, you know, just pretty much promoting. Showing a little bit of who I am, a little bit. You see me on IGTV acting a fool, you know, just to get to know my little personality, a little bit of me, a little bit of spice that I do, but you know, also putting in some knowledge about what we got going on as far as uh, putting down songs that we got going on, you know, little adventures that we got going on, things that we're going to drop soon. And, you know, I got a uh, Snapchat too as well. I got Facebook too as well. So follow me on Snapchat, D N U Wale, D New Wale, W A L E, that's me on Snapchat. I'll be always doing some crazy shenanigans, all that. And Facebook, you know, Wale, W A L E, Salami, S A L A M I, Junior, you know, Facebook, same thing. I promote, see a little bit about my side, you know, 
do whatever, you know what I'm saying, that do we do to, you know, get Ant, you know, up there, you know, as far as management and as far as uh, other artists trying to, you know, seek any type of help or if they're stuck at a standstill, you know, I'm always more than welcome to help out, you know, say consult. You know, I got my own page where I can consult, you know, say just hit me up, man, DM me. Either way it goes, man, I, 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 uh, uh, I'll follow back to as well. You follow me, you know what I'm saying? And I also uh, reply back once you DM me, you know, I'm here to help out. So I'm trying to help out independent artists trying to get up there, you know. So that's that's me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I told you to go into detail. I go it's facts on these things, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 not easy, you know. You got a lot you gotta push when you're representing, so I get it, Wale. It's okay, no worries. Hey, look, if there's something that you left off, you can always say it right now. So right. If you left something off, just say that before we go. Like, I think that's all my this, all this, this our little duo that we do. We always mess with each other all the time. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. I love it. I love it. You guys are amazing. Again, we thank you. And uh, co-host, let me go ahead and alley oop this thing to you. Go on ahead, tell the people where they can find you know the queen of clatchy, Miss Bougie thugging herself. Tell the people where they can find. Well, if you would like to follow me, uh. Instagram, Nina Soul, Nina with two eyes. On Twitter, O-O-H underscore Nina with two eyes there as well, I believe. But we'll put the tags in there and all that good stuff. Yes, yeah. And then O-C-F-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-
my co-host so lovely mentioned got shows new shows uh, like fans and smoke session confessions i am tremont you got realist you got past the ox of course right here yours truly you got many youtube shows like plugged in which is our little sister show you know where we uh interview you know we, we we review independent artists that submit their music to us and maybe you're an independent artist listening or watching simple just submit a song over to pta music at otsguys.com that is pta music at otsguys.com and you can have your music reviewed honestly and critiqued by myself in here and of course the man who is not seen on the screen right now producer Derek himself uh and you know you never know who else is gonna pop in on a show an episode like that uh you know you may have the real ant and Wale pop in on a plug then just to give you their you intake on what they feel yeah. about your song you never know you know what I'm saying yeah. so make sure you subscribe uh to the OTS YouTube uh just type in on the sideline shout out to all of you guys who have allowed us to reach over 100 subscribers officially. So we are definitely over the 100 mark and we are on the road to 200 and so forth and so forth to just continually build this YouTube platform. So make sure you type in on the sidelines, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell. And uh, if you have trouble, just simply go to the website, www.otsguys.com. So, uh, as far as following your boy, well, y'all already know. Follow your boy on Instagram at Dwayne Dickey Jr. That's the personal Instagram, you know, where you see a little bit of everything. The artist, the host, and the Twitcher, you know, for my gamers out there. And then, of course, you know, your boy's an artist, you know, when he's not doing his podcast thing. So just follow your boy at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. Uh, again, shout out to all of you people who've been showing uh, the recent single I got the chance to feature on. Uh, energy again y'all continue to stream that continue to blow up those views man we, we really had a fun time on that shoot so i just want to salute you guys uh salute to my brothers here for showing up and representing and then just having such a fun time with us on the set and uh yeah man uh without further ado i guess this is where the outro just continues to just play you know so ladies and gentlemen unfortunately all good things must always come to an end and as much as we hate to end things we always gonna end it on a real great note and y'all already know how we do so uh Without further ado, man, again, we'd just like to thank our guests of this evening. Y'all make sure that y'all continue to support, support, support. Check out their music. Check out their movement. Because believe me, this is not the last time you guys will hear or see these faces on your TV screen. So, uh, I am Dwayne. This is Janine. And, uh, well, the Ox has officially been passed over to you ladies and gentlemen until next time peace